Welcome to the PB&J Podcast. This will not be televised. Whether you agree with us or not, we invite you to be curious, become empowered, conduct your own research, and gain personal confidence with the goal of improving your overall health and wellness. For health topics and questions, we encourage everyone to consult their physician to discuss the best care and treatments for their personal situation. Hi, Jay. Hey, it's Pam. another day. Yeah, how you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. So today's episode is interesting because it's all about not of not being clueless. Now that's that's a kind of an interesting title, but it has to do with a, a lot about people's inability to kind of maneuver through life, not realizing the things or being aware of the things that are going on around them. Is, is that correct? That's correct. And so, um, you know, when we are our, our goal of this podcast is to empower people to to take charge of their lives and be more confident and and do their research and all that stuff so that they'll be more healthy and and uh, all that stuff and so uh, when you and I were talking last week about potential things uh, boy there's a lot of things going on in life that you know you just need to pay attention to um, in order to uh, not die (laughs) not get in trouble um to to save your life and to save the life of others and so i'm just going to go down a list here and i'm going to let uh pam i'm going to let you choose what you want to start out with and then we can go from there how's that sound that's good because yeah because i've i've had some some incidents that happened this week and and that i've been on um, social platforms and I've actually seen what people have gone through over the last couple of weeks. And you and I know that what's been in the news over the last couple of weeks with shootings and so forth, it has been horrendous uh, in a lot of communities. So right. shoot, let me hear the list. Okay. And some of these may not make sense to you, but they will once we start talking about them. Okay. So I'll start out with um, parking and disability parking spots, handicap stalls and public restrooms, Um, Safety when walking to your car and walking in unfamiliar places. Uh, Traveling while you're alone, and especially if you're female. Um, Walking, running, and biking on roads where there are vehicles and also on bike paths. Children and animals in cars. Um, Delaying or ignoring health screenings like mammograms, colonoscopies, annual checkups, and prostate checks. And... Dogs, cats, and other animals in the house around infants and children. And let's see, what was the last one? Monitoring children and access to the internet. Interesting. Wow, that's a lot. That's yeah, I don't know if we'll get to all of them, but... Right, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, that all those areas that you even talked about, we all become vulnerable at some point or another. But there's one in particular that kind of like resonated with me and I said, oh... Uh, and that was traveling, people traveling alone, because, yeah, I mean, we're in the, the you know, mode. We talked about it earlier. People are still traveling and doing a lot of traveling um, in different areas, unknown areas. So I'd love to hear what you found out about that one. Okay. And I know uh, our listeners are, are all familiar with this. Whether you're traveling by car, by plane, by train, by bus... You know, we've all gone to different places, unfamiliar places before. Um, and so I think there's some things that, 
we especially need to think about in the current climate where there are some areas of the United States that are not as friendly as some other areas and oh. some rural areas that are sparsely populated versus, you know, urban areas where you might feel more comfortable. And so when I was putting together this list, and uh, I know that you're going to have lots to, lots of input on here, the first thing that I put on here was research your destination and the points in between. And I was thinking in terms of car travel specifically versus air, air travel. Mm-hmm. Um, the next, I, next thing I thought about was fuel up and schedule your bathroom breaks so you're not stopping in areas that are questionable, rural, or sparsely populated. Um, and, and this has happened to me. I have to give you... <laughs> <laughs> to give you an example of what this happened. Don't look lost and try to blend in as if you belong. So this was years ago. I was going to my cousin's wedding in New Orleans, and I'd never been there before. And um, in my infinite wisdom, I thought I would uh, leave my hotel and just start taking a walk because I thought I knew where I was going. But- I didn't know where I was going, and I ended up in this warehouse district where nobody was. I mean, there was nobody there, and I didn't know where I was or how to get back. But I have to tell you, during the entire time, I walked with purpose. I walked as if I wanted to be in that warehouse district. And ultimately, I found my way out. But I've got to tell you, I was I was pretty shaken up once I got out of there because I did not know where I was. It was not a good place for me to be um, as a single female, and that was in my... I guess that was in my 30s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That That's frightening to, to end up somewhere where you don't know where you are and, and then trying to, to maneuver to figure out how to get out without panicking. And without yeah. someone looking at you saying, yeah, right. they don't know where they're going. She's right. lost. <laughs> She's just lost. <laughs> but in your case, you were in a warehouse district, so all the warehouses were, you know, nobody was working. Yes, so yes. There was nobody around for you to even ask a question to, Yes. where am I? And it's not like cabs are driving in that area to take you from one destination to the next because they don't even travel into those areas certain times of night. And that was before cell phones, by the way, in case any of our listeners are going, well, why couldn't you just, you know, look on your map on your cell phone? It's like, well, uh, because there were no cell phones back then. Right. (laughs) It was paper maps, and I didn't have a map with me. (laughs) Right. And and telephone booths. Right. Telephone booths. Right. And yeah. And the thing is, if you're in an area that you don't know, and you don't, you know, you don't know how to get in touch with someone who's in that area yes then yeah it, it can be a challenge that's yeah. scary yeah so but but if you do find yourself in that predicament you should not look fearful it's only going to contribute to other problems try to remain confident try to remain thoughtful and you know look for some kind of landmark that appears to be familiar, whether it's a, you know, a street, a main, a main thoroughway, or, or, or maybe a, a convenience store or something like that. Right. Yeah. 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 I had a similar situation. Well, it wasn't similar where I, I was alone. I didn't know where I was going. I was in Paris, right, mm. to catch a train. And I was catching a train to, 
to meet some of my friends at their apartment, right? And so the only thing I had was the address. Right. And they told me, just get on the train. Now, here I am, a female by myself. <laughs> Do not have command, total command of the, the language, right? Yeah, poly vous français, not so much. Hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we. <laughs> and so I, I said, okay, I'm going to, I did exactly what you did, what you said. I, I walked into the train station, very confident from my hotel, very confident. And got on the train, and then I noticed that in order to close the train doors, because I'm used to Metro in, in Washington, right, where everything closes automatically. automatically. Mm-hmm. Oh, in Paris, at that particular time, I don't know where the trains are now, but at that particular time, you had to manually close the door. Wow. Right? So I was so thankful and grateful, and you had to manually open the door. Right. Oh, wow. That's interesting. <laughs> right. So getting on, I was so grateful and thankful that somebody was behind me getting on the train. But when I got off, I was the only one out of that car. I was the only one getting off, but I knew how to open the door. <laughs> That's a plus that you knew how to open the door. <laughs> I knew how to open it. And I figure whoever's standing behind me, they'll have to close it. <laughs> I don't know how it works from the outside. <laughs> yep, you just kind of, you know, maneuver your way in and say, it's not my responsibility anymore. Yeah, Somebody else's. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, and, and, but, you know, the thing is, it gave me enough confidence. I say that because it gave me enough confidence to meet them. We, we had dinner at their apartment. And it, but it gave me enough confidence to get back on the train to make it back to my hotel. So I felt more confident the second, you know, the second time getting into it. But for the remainder of the trip now, I, I put it pet, uh, cab. Right. And, but you, you hit a, a point that I think is important. And, you know, you feel, um, you feel vulnerable and you feel unsure of yourself at that point. But once you've done it and you've survived yes. <laughs> and you've made it through and you've learned, it's like the next yes. time is a piece of cake. It takes one time to, you know, pin down what you need to do. And again, you know, making yourself aware of your surroundings, um, Mm -hmm. making sure that you're not looking lost and, uh, you know, so so that someone's going to pick you out confused because people will find uh, someone who is struggling. I mean, that will be a target. Right. And, and that's male or female, by the way. It's not just women, so. Yeah, and you know, the thing is, we all hope that, you know, human beings are kind enough or have enough compassion for somebody if they do see that. But at the same time, you have those people who would use that, yes. that vulnerability to their advantage, to take advantage of, of someone's confusion or, or somebody's unawareness of where they are or, you know, which way they're going. Um, we, we see it all the time. Exactly. The exactly. Well, and so uh, on a similar note, uh, I, I think we should talk about safety, walking to your car, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of on, along the same lines of walking with purpose. And so I, I think everybody can relate to this. I have gone to, so my, my normal, stores that I go to, I usually park in the same area so that when I'm, when I come out, 
I, I remember where I parked, but I have oh. gone... <laughs> I have gone when the parking lot has been very full and I've had to park somewhere else. And so depending where you are, I've come out like, huh, I wonder where I parked because my vehicle is not where I, <laughs> I parked it. Park. Right. And so, uh, you, you know, you wander around, um, you know, you've got your groceries or whatever you have. Uh, and right. you're like, huh, I, I wonder, I wonder where it is. Did I, was it to the right or was it to the left? And so now I've gotten to, um, when I get out of my vehicle, I look, and I hope I remember this in my, you know, in my later in, years. In your later yeah, years. <laughs> I look to see, okay, I'm, I'm in the same aisle as that tree that's right in front of the sign yeah. under the P. Yeah. Um, and so when I come out, I know exactly where I've parked. I know some people who have actually taken pictures uh, with their phones of where they're parked, oh. which is not a bad idea either. Right. Um, right. And uh, I have to say, I had to rescue a lady one time in a Walmart parking lot. She was, uh, she reminded me of my mom. And mm -hmm. uh, she was obviously lost. I mean, I felt so bad for her. She was, she had her cart. She was in the middle of the aisle of the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And I could tell she was on the verge of tears. And I said, ma'am, can I help you? Are you looking for your car? And she says, yes, I thought I was parked over here. And so I asked her if I could use her keys. And so I, you know, clicked on the keys, which is a lifesaver, by the way, because I've done that yes, too. You click Absolutely. on your keys and, and beep the horn and flash the lights. And I was able to help her. But, you know, it's, it's really easy to, to forget if you're distracted, if you're on a yeah. mission to go shopping or something. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the thing is that, you know, with everything that's kind of happening and going on in people's lives, especially, you know, after COVID, and uh, people are not, they've got so many things on their mind about things they have to do, not only in their personal life, but things that are going on, um, you know, around them, that I think that it creates that fog, that fog of, you know, constantly in the thinking mode and not in the observation mode. Right. Yeah, I think and you're so, right. And, and we do it unconsciously because um, like me, like you, I, I have to do that. When I go into a store, I have to actually identify where I park. And I, I always look back. Yes. You know, I always look back to make sure that I got the right location from the door. Right. You know, from the door, so I know exactly which way I'm going, and it's, it, it. I never thought I would have to do that. <laughs> yeah. None Honestly, of us thought we'd ever have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I had to do that, but yeah, it, and we just have to be really conscious. And you talk about shopping. Um, there was a in, at next door, you know, the 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 neighborhood app. There was a post that was on there this past week about this. The husband actually put the post on there that his wife's wallet was stolen hmm. from the purse. She was in the store shopping, mm -hmm. and it was stolen from an open purse. Yes. Now, here it is. I learned a long time ago, never leave your purse in the shopping cart, even if you're standing next to it, mm -hmm. because of the fact that it only takes a second, a split second. So he was running around um, trying to, to let neighbors know, and he said, 
before he had contacted the credit card companies. And within like five minutes after, you know, after he had contacted the credit card companies, this individual was actually in the stores, Walmart, and a couple other stores, yeah. trying to make purchases. No doubt. Them. No doubt. It does, it's a split second before they, they start going in and they'll, you know, likely go into the electronics or, you know, the most expensive area of the store and start racking Absolutely. up the charges. Yeah. 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 Especially if they feel like they can get it. And some of them will actually, have you ever seen those um, when somebody's gotten hold of your number and this, like they do a test? Yeah. And it may be like $5 or something that right. they think that you're not going to notice. Right. right. Right, yeah, and they do a bunch of small purchases that rack up into the hundreds or thousands of dollars. Absolutely, because mm -hmm. once they feel like I can get away with a small purchase, then I know I could probably get away with a larger purchase, so let me just go ahead and make that larger purchase. They didn't know this, right? Right. And nobody alerted the companies. Right. Right. Because right. I can't tell you how many new debit cards I have gotten over time or credit cards that I have gotten over time because of the fact that there was a small purchase that was made on my credit card because I'm one that monitors. I monitor, you know, every dime, you know, that I, I spend, everything that I put on because of the fact that once you've been burnt, you yes. never want to go down that road because it takes a while to get yourself to the point that you feel protected again. Exactly. And, you know, you bring up a point of, um, you know, having to get your debit card replaced. And I've had to get mine done because I was called by the bank and said, yeah, did you make a charge for, you know, whatever it was? Okay. I'm like, yeah, no, I didn't. Okay, we're going to go ahead and close out your debit card and give you a new one. And the, the security breaches with information these days is so widespread uh, people are, are hacking into systems, all kinds of stores and banks and, and all these things that people take for granted are protected and they're not. And right. so it is a really good idea, whether you've been burned or not, to monitor your account uh, periodically, um, if not frequently, to, to make yeah. sure that there's not something nefarious on there that you need to contact your bank for. It's a really good habit to get into, I think. It really is because it, it saves me a lot of anxiety in the long run because once I see a little charge on there that I know I didn't make, right, then I can automatically just notify the bank and, and they'll go ahead and take care of it, reimburse me the money that was taken and, and go ahead and send me a replacement. Yeah. Right. It's, not con it's not convenient all the time because you have to wait several days for you to get your replacement, which means that you're operating off of no cards and you should have a little bit of cash on you at all times anyway. Right. You know, you never know when you're going to find yourself in that situation. Exactly. But yeah, that was kind of interesting. You know, when I saw that, I was like, wow, who, who would who would be who would be so unconscious in what they're doing that they forget about they would leave their, their purse? But people do it. People I've seen it. it. Not, I, I've, yeah. I've almost walked up to, to folks and said, you you got to close your purse. It's it, you got to get that out of the open. I've, I haven't done it, but I've been really tempted. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, because of the fact that, and people think that because they're in a safe area, and I know that's probably where it comes from. You know, people feel there's a little bit of safety in their area. They're not in certain areas, and so they feel like they 
there's more insulation for them, protections for them. Yeah. But I don't care where you are, anywhere in, in the world, I say in the world, no matter where you are in the entire world, you have to be vigilant and make sure that, you know, that you are aware of your environments and what you're doing. Right. And, you know, I, I don't know, I don't have this on my phone, but I have seen, especially uh, younger folks, they've got their phone and they've got these uh, pouch things or these little pocket things on the back of their phones and they've got their debit cards or whatever kind of cards stored with their phone. Right. And boy, oh boy, that is just, you know, I'm, I'm a risk averse anyway, but I'm just like, boy, that's a really bad area to, to, to store your cards on your phone. Because if you drop your phone accidentally, if it slips out of wherever you store it, um, if someone takes your phone, they've got access to all those cards. So it's absolutely yeah, it's easy access. Yeah, it's easy access for you, but it's also easy access for anybody who wants to take advantage of you and steal from you. Right. You know, yeah. and just like when I go to the to the store now, and I mean, this happened. I, I'm gonna say closer to when COVID hit because I wasn't trying to carry a bunch of stuff into the store because I'm already wearing a mask, right? Right. <laughs> you know, and I'm not trying to have a mask and my purse and, and <laughs> right. trying to dig this stuff. I'm like, this is too much. So I ended up getting one of those crossbody bags yeah. so that I could have that, you know, and if I go in the store, I'm only taking in the store a phone in that pouch, my phone and the car. Yeah. Okay. Everything else... It, it's somewhere hidden. Yes. You know, and it may not even be with me. It may not even be on me. It may be at home. Yes. But it's a, you know, the thing is, I feel better when I have it, have less with me. Yes. Than when I have too much. Yes. And, you know, I think there are some, some women who think that they need to have their purse with, you know, 500 items in it while they're shopping. And, and that's not true because your purse is just kind of a, an albatross in the cart, you know, if you've got a big one. Um, yeah. I, I'm very similar to you in that the only thing that I take into the grocery store is the debit card that I'm going to use to pay. I don't take my phone. I take nothing. I throw that in my yeah. back pocket, and right. that is it. And that's it. That's yeah. it. Um, but it, the thing is that it's, it's convenient. It's really convenient because you know what you're pulling out, right? Yeah. Yep. And at the same time, I have my keys and my my card. Right. And of course, for me, I always take my phone because I'm, you know, sometimes I'm on call. But well, plus you that, you have other reasons to that we don't right. need to go other in here. But you, that you have to have my phone. Exactly. But it's not like I'm using it to hold my groceries. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or yeah. or you're talking to you know. <laughs> you know, your, your, your bestie while you're shopping. Right, <laughs> like, exactly. Because that's not happening either. Yeah. Because that's distracting and it's up Yes, yes. You know, I have seen people stop in the middle of a grocery store aisle and have a conversation, but they're blocking people from actually being able to move their carts, you know, yes. around them. And I'm like... Can it wait, or can you go over to the side, or can you move over to the side? Yeah, can you go? Maybe go outside the store and have that conversation. <laughs> and have that conversation, or like I do, I always say, "Let me call you back." Yeah, I'm in the grocery store, let me call you back, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or text somebody and say, "Yeah, as soon as I get out of here, I'll give you a holler." Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's exactly because um, yeah, because the thing is, you know. 
we live in a different world than what we used to live, you know, because you and I have talked about this, how we would leave the, the door of our house unlocked. Yeah. You know, in the daytime. Yeah, those days are gone. <laughs> gone, gone, gone. Long gone. gone. Long, I, you know, long I used gone. to I used to do yeah. that with my vehicle, too. Um, if I had it parked outside my house, I didn't bother locking it. I mean, why would I? And no now, after, after having things stolen out of it, after doing that twice, I'm like, okay, um, dumb head, uh, you, you need to go ahead and, and start locking your vehicle and make sure that there's nothing of value in there in case someone decides to break the window. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I know our listeners have a thousand one stories that they mm-hmm. could probably tell where, you know, they wish they had made better decisions or done something differently. You know, but the thing is, we're all susceptible, and so you have to realize you're not alone. But I'm not trying to, and Jay and I are not here to try to 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 uh, frighten you into to living your life. We're just trying to make your life more comfortable in the decisions that you make. Right. It's it's just you know being proactive, um, thinking ahead, planning. Um, thinking of when I took a, a defensive driving test to lower my insurance, uh, there were all kinds of scenarios in there that I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense, where they were giving you uh, certain scenarios that you really had to use your noggin and think, okay, what would I do in that situation? Because that's never happened to me before, but boy, if right. it did, you know, what would I do? Right. And so it's kind of similar, you know, when the, these things that we're talking about, um, they may not have ever happened to you and they may never happen to you. Uh, but it's always good to, to think ahead and, and not be clueless, as we say. Right. And, right. Uh, you know, be prepared, uh, you know, be a Girl Scout or be a Boy Scout and be prepared um, and think about things. It, it makes life, I think, a lot more... Um, logical and mm-hmm. a little less, less frightening stress. yeah less, less stressful stress. <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good word yes. less stressful yeah. yeah absolutely because you know the thing is when you've been when something has been stolen that belongs to you i don't care who you are um there is everybody has this emotional feeling mm-hmm. that goes on within them because of the fact that they have this victim man- mentality you know uh, it's one of those things. Why would they take from me? Or why is this happening to me? You know, and we get to that point, and and when it happens over and over again, I have to. Tell, I often tell people the reason why things happen is because there is a reason for everything that we do in our lives. There's a reason why this happened. Maybe to make you more conscious not to do it again. Maybe it's to protect you from being in harm's way at some point in the future. You know, just like you talked about being in that, that warehouse district, you know, I know that you'll never do that again. Oh, you got that right. That'll <laughs> never happen again. It hasn't happened since, you know, that was in my 30s. It, it, that hasn't happened in 30 that years it. again. <laughs> that hasn't happened since. Yes. Yeah. Now, I, I know people, I know some people who live fearlessly. Yes. Fearlessly. Yes, I do and, too. And I, I give it to those people. Kudos for you. But at the same time, we have to do what we're most comfortable with and not to put us in uncomfortable situations, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so 
Um, speaking, yeah, and, and I just want to say something because we talked about this last week about mm-hmm. intuition. Yes. Yes, we were talking about intuition, and you, when we were talking about the the recent uh, school shooting mm-hmm. in uh, Texas. Yes. And you told me something that I had not heard in the news about the little girl who actually ended up saving her life by doing something I would have never thought of. Yeah. And, and she was a, a school-age child, so I'm going to let you tell that story. Yeah. I, from what I read, and assuming what I read is true, and I always preface my stories with that mm-hmm. when I see things on the internet or hear on the news because you just never know. Apparently this was an 11-year-old girl and she was in a classroom. I don't I don't know if um, the the shooter had been in that classroom or it was in the classroom where the shooter had, uh, you know, killed all those children. I don't know the exact details, but she, in her... Planning and for whatever reason we don't know why she would have done it, but she uh, had there was a classmate evidently near her that you know had had blood on 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 the classmate and she took that blood and wiped it on herself to make it look like she had already been shot and she was dead. And since that too, um, Pam, I also read, and assuming this is true. Um, that gunman had gone into another classroom where a teacher had, and this was in Texas, in Uvalde, Texas, uh, mm-hmm. where the teacher had gone up to the door and met eye to eye with the with a gunman, right. and the gunman shot the teacher, but the teacher did not die. The teacher acted. The teacher played dead, dead. and according to what I read, and assuming that it's true, the teacher whispered to her classroom. I'm okay, I'm only playing dead. Please be quiet and stay where you are. That's another thing that I think, you know, geez, would I do that? Or would I try to get up and run if I thought I was able? Um, right. Playing dead is not such a bad thing to do. Absolutely. And, yeah. and you know what? There are some learning lessons in, in what the, the, young, the little girl did, you know, as well as what the teacher did. You know, the thing is, I mean... We hear these stories and we hear what's happening, but there's always something golden or some nugget that we can take away from it. That if we find ourselves in those situations or in a similar situation, you know, we know, we know, it it will come up somehow or another, it will come to the forefront of our mind that this is what we need to do. Right. Now, I think that that 11-year-old, I don't know where it came from for her to even get the idea of putting blood on herself and and playing that. I don't know if it came from a video game. I don't know if it came from a television show. I'm just not sure. But I'm so glad that she had the intuition or the knowledge that it is best for me to go ahead and do this to save my own life. Yeah. Yeah, That was pretty interesting. Yeah, you would think that she had seen it somewhere so that she had already been planning, okay, if this happens. And also, schools these days, from what I understand, and you might know this better than I do because you've got grandkids, don't they hold like normal um, drills for active shooters at schools now? Uh, you know what? The thing is, I think it depends on your age. Group. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't think they have it. They, they have plans in place. Okay. 
that the teachers and are, are aware of, but I'm not sure if they have it for younger kids, okay. like elementary school kids. Yeah, I don't know I'm, anything I'm about I'm confident it. they have it for teenagers, mm -hmm. you know, because they are, you know, they have a different maturity level. Right. But it would, with elementary schools, I'm not sure if they do it because, you know, kids can take things, especially at a young age, and it can make them very traumatic. You know, yeah, it might make them you know. so fearful they don't even want to go into school. Right, yeah. and, and that's what they tend to try to avoid. Right. Whereas older kids have a, a certain level of maturity that they're, they're almost at that age where they're going to have to start looking out for themselves anyway. Yeah. Some, you know, if they go off to college or, or whatever, go on with their lives, it's... Uh, so I think that they, there's a certain amount of, I know there's a lot, they have these plans in place at the, all the schools um, across the U.S. Um, that in case there is a shooter, everybody knows the signals and everybody, all the teachers and administrators know the signals and yeah. the keys and what they're supposed to do, like lock the doors. And the kids know where they're supposed to be. Right. So just like the fire drill, you know, we went through fire drills yes. when we were coming up, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, the fire, when you heard that fire drill, you knew to get up from your desk, right? Exactly. And you were instructed, get up from your desk, get in an orderly line. I couldn't understand the orderly That's yeah, like... Because <laughs> I'm like, it's a fire in the building. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we just want to get out. But it, it right. makes sense if you're trying to do a head count to be orderly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So I couldn't understand the, the orderly formation, but, you know, that that was the way we were. And then I, I remember uh, my mom and them saying that they used to have bomb drills. Yes. Well, that's when there used to be fallout shelters at the schools. There were actual right. signs that said this is a designated fallout shelter. And there was a place for, you know, people to hide yeah, or I, 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 would, I don't know. I Remember that sign? I, we've never. I never used it. You yeah. know, need because it was always in the basement. Yes. Of of the school. Right. You know. Right. Um. And so I I never, but I always remember seeing that yellow and black sign. Right. You know. Yeah. So yeah. So you know, the thing is, I think, you know, there is nothing new under the sun. We know this, right? And and history has proved itself that, you know. We're going to go through trials, tribulations, you know, unfortunate events because we're on this light, in this on this rotating rock, as I say, you know, and and so we're going to have to we're going to experience them, but at the same time, we don't have to be clueless. That's and right. Go through life like this. Yeah, and and before we close, I just have to say one thing, and this is regarding um, health screenings. I won't take long. Mm, please, um, no, please do. I, I want to get this in, in the mix, and this, is, this has to do with preventive health screenings. And I know mm. there are a lot of people out there, and I have a really close friend who's one of them, who um, has not gotten a mammogram ever, ever in her life. Mm. She is my contemporary, so she's, she should have had you know at least three by now. Right. And uh, she, I'm sure she has not ever gotten a colonoscopy either. And yeah. so um, looking at the American Cancer Society recommendations for um, preventive health screenings, those folks, those listeners who are between 25 and 39, uh, they recommend that you get screened for cervical cancer. Um, the, and that's females, of course, not guys. 
Um, <laughs> and people between 40 and 49, the recommendations are breast cancer screening, cervical cancer screening, colorectal screening. That's those lovely colonoscopies. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and at age 45, African-Americans should discuss prostate cancer screening with their doctor. Mm-hmm. And 50 and after, the screening recommendations are breast cancer, cervical cancer, colorectal cancer, um, lung cancer, if, you, if you're a smoker or a former smoker, and prostate cancer. So those of you who are uh, on the fence about getting those, those screenings, um, they're very important. If you want to extend your expiration date, as my dad would say, um, get those screenings. They're not painful. They're, you know, kind of embarrassing sometimes, and they're inconvenient. But, boy, they could save your life and extend your expiration date. I agree, because the sooner you find out, the sooner they, they can, you know, if there is something wrong, the sooner you find out, the sooner they can treat it, the better off you are. Not only that, but you can prevent more, you know, worst-case scenarios, especially when you're talking about cancer. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So I agree. Okay, as always, it has been a pleasure to our listeners. We wishing you good health, life, and love from PB&J Podcast. And please feel free to follow us. No, please follow us. Don't say, <laughs> I'm not going to say, so. please follow us on uh, on Spotify and and iTunes and wherever you get your podcast, wherever you get your podcast, as well as feel free to, to drop us a line at LinkedIn, our LinkedIn account, PB and J podcast. This will not be televised. And again, have a wonderful week and we'll see you soon.